Welcome to today's PJ Hemont podcast. Today, we will be hearing about some of the key updates from trials of novel therapies and treatment regimens for myelofibrosis, which were presented at the EHAR 2021 meeting. First up, Sardin Fashtovsek from the MD Anderson Cancer Center in Texas is going to discuss some of the key updates from the Manifest Phase 2 study of Pelabresib for patients with myelofibrosis. Pelabresib of uh, CPI610 is the BET or Broma domain inhibitor with activity in myelofibrosis in different clinical settings. Primarily, it was studied for improvement in spleen and symptoms, two out of three cardinal problems with patients with myelofibrosis. And it was active as a single agent in a second-line setting active in a frontline setting in patients that are started uh, on JAK inhibitor, so in combination, or active in uh, patients who are already on the JAK inhibitor but have a suboptimal response. What we are presenting at European Hematology Association meeting is very interesting additional benefit of pelabresib in patients with malofibrosis, and that is on anemia. While we are preoccupied with spleen and symptoms, anemia is the third major problem. And this drug uh, appears to be able to improve the red blood cell count in a number of patients uh, that are treated with ruxolitinib and JAK inhibitor or even in the single agent setting on its own. That is a very valuable additional benefit that becomes overlooked by many. The increase in uh, red blood cell count eliminates transfusion requirements in many patients, which is the actual real clinical benefit that we want to see in our patients. Because increasing in just a number of red blood cell count without real clinical impact is questionable. Clinical impact of elimination or decreasing transfusion requirement is real. So therefore, in the future, if this drug has a future, and I think it does, significant future in uh, armamentarium of medications for malfibrosis, we should account for its ability to counteract the spleen and the symptoms and anemia, all the three cardinal problems with these patients. Next, Ruben Messer from the UT Health San Antonio MD Anderson Cancer Center is going to share an update on the Jakarta and Jakarta 2 trials, which are both investigating the benefits of fedratinib in patients with myelofibrosis. Fedratinib is a JAK uh, inhibitor, oral JAK2, JAK1, has an impact on FLT3. We had the large Jakarta randomized phase 3 trial versus placebo. And then the Jakarta 2 study, a second line study led by Professor Harrison and I. At this year's EHA meeting, uh, Professor Harrison demonstrated a analysis on both progression-free survival and overall survival with Jakarta 1 and Jakarta 2. In Jakarta, that was a trial that the length of follow-up is somewhat uh, limited because of the cessation of that trial at that point in time due to the concerns of Wernicke's encephalopathy. Uh, all of that said, with the data, we are able to analyze and see that there is a strong evidence of an impact of fedratinib on improvements in progression-free survival within Jakarta, as well as a suggestion of, of overall survival improvement as well, they even accounting for the limitations of length of follow-up uh, on the medication. With Jakarta 2, we similarly see data suggesting compared to recently published data regarding second-line therapies in myelofibrosis, uh, likely improvement in both progression-free and overall survival. So I think that this is important data, and I think it's also consistent data. I think increasingly we're seeing that benefits with JAK inhibition 
have clearly been demonstrated to improve survival with bruxolinib. Uh, as I presented this meeting, I think clearly are having benefit in terms of survival with mamelodinib, particularly in patients who receive, who have transfusion independence. And it stands to logic that we see improvements in survival with fedratinib as well. I think JAK inhibition remains an incredibly important part of therapy for patients with myelofibrosis. I would anticipate as data matures, we likely will see a similar benefit in survival with pacritinib. And that as we look at the future of myelofibrosis, single and combination therapies, I think JAK inhibition will remain an important cornerstone of at a minimal doublet type therapies when appropriate because of their impact on survival. Finally, Naveen Pemaraju of the MD Anderson Cancer Center in Texas is going to talk us through the phase two refined trial of Naviticlax and Roxalitinib. Another exciting uh, myeloproliferative neoplasm or NPM session was conducted at EHA, several uh, important abstracts. One that I was uh, fortunate to be a part of was the updated results for our phase two ongoing study of ruxolitinib ADVAC Naviticlax, which is a phase two study. And we were able to follow the outcomes uh, long-term now of 34 uh, initial patients treated. Uh, I believe the take-home points that we were able to show in this presentation uh, were twofold. One is that there is starting to see a long-term overall survival benefit in the ruxolitinib viticlax population. Now, remember, these are patients who are already on their JAK inhibitor, having a suboptimal or failing response, stay on the JAK inhibitor, and then you add in the nevitoclax. So we were able to show overall survival uh, favorability, if you will, in this setting. And then second of all, long-term safety and toxicity. We already knew going into the study that thrombocytopenia or low platelets would be the key toxicity, and that indeed continues to be seen in the vast majority of patients, however, not resulting in any major hemorrhages or bleeding events thus far related to the study drug. And so in this uh, add back area really emerging with so many different drug agents now, this shows not only the feasibility and safety, but we're starting to see a signal for overall survival benefit. And this will be important to follow not only in this drug program combination, but in all the other ones as we move forward into the coming years. That's the last update we have for you today, so I'd like to wrap up by thanking all of our experts for taking the time to speak with us. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at VJHemalt to share your thoughts on the topics discussed. You can also visit VJHemalt.com for the latest updates on clinical trials, real-world data, and much, much more in the field of hematological oncology. Finally, be sure to subscribe to VJHemalt podcasts, which are available on Spotify, Apple, and Podbean.